This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Rental at a time. And yes, this is the final morning for us down uh, down south. Look at that. Uh, kind of hard to get uh, tired of that view, right? So again, uh, what we're doing here is the daily financial news. We will be back at it live with guests tomorrow. Wednesdays are with Anna Kelly, uh, Matt the Mortgage Guy, and we've got some other stuff lined up for later in the week, which should be a lot of fun. Uh, hopefully you've enjoyed this last five or six days. Uh, my guests were nice enough to allow me to record an extra video or two, which allowed us to have content that was ready for you while we were gone. Uh, when we look at the daily financial news this morning, uh, we must start with inflation. It came in hotter than expected. It frankly came in hotter than anyone expected. The highest inflation estimate or guess that I saw out there heading into this morning was 5.1%. It actually came in at 5.4%. Again, 5.4%. Uh, a couple of other things are pretty shocking about this number. Uh, first, it's the highest in uh, 12 years. Uh, when you actually take April, May, June, and you do what's called annualize it, right? So you take that three months times four, we actually get a reading of 8%. 8%. That's a lot of inflation. Now, again, what you will hear from this report is it is transitory. A third of that increase, like last month, was because of used cars, because of uh, airline tickets, things that you can point at and say, yes, these are transitory. Uh, the bond market is buying it, right? Last time I checked, rates were down uh, just a tick, all right? They're not raging higher. So I think more and more folks are believing the transitory message. However, what I want to highlight here is the cost of housing is starting to make its way into the number. And while I expect used car prices to stop dominating and being such a large percentage, housing is going to be sticky, right? We have heard housing being up 15% in the year. Uh, I've been telling you that rents are raging higher since then. So I do expect inflation uh, in housing to start hitting the numbers. It hit it slightly this month. I do expect it to be a larger contributor next month. We must watch out for that. In addition to that, we do have wage. We do have gas. We do have food. All the things that you and I spend money on every month are heading higher, right? How many times do you buy a used car, for example? What? Once every five, eight, 10 years, right? So there are things in the number, but we don't buy them. But you and I buy food, gas, and we pay for housing every month. And I think it is going to be hotter than expected. Moving on from there, we do start our earnings season. And of course, we came out first with Goldman Sachs, JP Morgan, as expected. And I said, both blew it out of the water. Uh, although I got to tell you, JP Morgan's numbers what I would call that quarter is a dirty quarter. What I mean by that is the headline number looks good. People that just read headlines are gonna go, wow, JP Morgan made a lot of money. 
But remember what I told you a year, no, 15 months ago. Banks are going to start re reversing their reserves. And lo and behold, the, one of the reasons that JP Morgan looks so strong this morning is they reversed $2.3 billion in bad debt, right? Remember, they set aside $10 billion or $11 billion or whatever it was. And last quarter, they reversed $5.2. In this quarter, they reversed $2.3. What I would tell you is JP Morgan's numbers aren't as solid as they look. Goldman Sachs blew, blew it out of the water, at least from what I've read. Uh, but JP Morgan's not nearly as good. And I would expect JP Morgan to be down today. But again, don't take my word for it. I'm not a stock guy. But yeah, that's, that's what I saw in them. But here we go, Pepsi. Pepsi was the other one that we were going to talk about. And I think this, this holds good news for Coke and other kind of retailers or suppliers that are restaurant dependent. Pepsi, Frito-Lay, they actually did okay during the shutdown. But what Pepsi just said is that restaurants are opening up. Restaurants, uh, what did it say? Yeah, restaurants demand returned and they had 20% growth in revenue in a quarter. For a company the size of Pepsi, that is impressive. Again, you, they, they singled out restaurants. So what does that mean for Coke? Probably pretty good. Coke, Coke has had a rough go of it during the pandemic because they are so entertainment and restaurant focused. They don't have like Frito-Lays, the snacks that helps Pepsi. So I would expect Coke to uh, enjoy a good quarter because, again, entertainment and restaurants are back. Uh, a couple other things I noted today. Looks like Virginia, the great state of Virginia, was once again ranked as the best state to do business. It, they won back-to-back -back and actually fifth time in like 12 years. So shout out to you that are in Virginia. Congratulations. Uh, something else I saw in JP Morgan's numbers is more data about the consumer, right? What do I do on this channel? I'm checking the consumer. What is the consumer doing? Well, it looks like credit and debit use, get this, up 45% in the last 90 days. Retail sales on Friday might be looking pretty good, right? When we talked over the weekend, we said retail sales was going to be the big number of the week. Well, we got a little taste from JP Morgan, right? One of the largest credit card providers out there said that their debit and credit card use is up 45%. Uh, spending is 22% higher than 2019. Again, remember, we are going to do lots of comparisons to 19 these days because 2020 is a year that we all want to forget. And then most importantly, travel and entertainment. This is a big one, folks. Travel and entertainment up 13% in 2019. And yes, I'm part of that group. Let me turn over my page of notes. Um, talking about inflation again, there was a report, what do the consumers expect? I always thought it was interesting to ask consumers what they expect for inflation. What do we know? Most of us have no clue what even inflation is if we were to define it. But at the end of the day, consumer expectations for the next 12 months, just shy of 5%. And for the next three years, 3.6%, all higher than what the Fed calls what their target of 2%. Again, I don't put a lot of stock in it, but what I do ask is, okay, if the consumers are expecting inflation of 5%, what are they going to do different? That is a fair question. Are they going to buy housing because they expect housing to go up? Lo and behold, consumers expect housing appreciation to go up 6.2%. 
These are all interesting expectations. Next up, we got to talk about Austin mayor. Austin's mayor made an interesting call the other day. Uh, apparently, Tesla is building a housing community. And Austin's mayor said, I hope Tesla builds lots of housing for all of the employees they are bringing to Austin, which I thought was interesting because wasn't there a, uh, some kind of California mayor or whatnot who basically bashed Tesla right before they moved to Austin? Just a different attitude uh, in Texas around working with businesses that California does not have. Oh, the New York Fed uh, is talking about that the Fed is actually supporting the housing market. I'm like, really? This is headline news? The Fed is buying so many treasuries and mortgage-backed securities, the 10-year note is under 1.4. Yes, of course, the Fed is helping the housing market. And then lastly, more and more articles are talking about a housing slowdown. Again, I brought you the housing slowdown months ago. Uh, if you're in my course, I hope you were hitting your buy box every day, right? 10 to 20 minutes. It's all you need to figure out what is going on. Uh, but again, what they're talking about is newly listed homes are finally above 2019 levels for the first time in 14 months. Inventory's up. Buyers are actually taking a break. I talked about this as well. We are seeing a rise in supply right when the demand is falling, which means listings will go up. Price drops will come down, days on market up. These are all things I have been talking about, and now others are talking about them. Uh, you also have record numbers of um, buyers backing out of contracts, maybe a little bit of buyer remorse, or they, they got into a competitive bidding war and they are backing out. So if you are looking for investment properties today, if you're following this channel, you probably are, make sure you take notes on this spreadsheet you're building with the course. Uh, because you will um, be able to follow up. Following up on things is important. I just got asked about the June 50 discount code. I probably will leave that up the whole month of July. Let's be honest. Um, I have no need to get rid of it. So if you ha are using the June 50 code, you can use it through the month of July. I think Chester, you asked that question. So uh, you have a couple more days, well, I guess weeks actually. So again, what we're looking at with the housing slowdown is real do the work, but where I was just talking about is pending. If you are tracking a good deal, make sure you note it, right? Went pending, you lost it. But follow up every two weeks. Most of the deals I got 2011 and 12 were from follow up. Somebody else always paid more, but they didn't close. What you try to do is you try to be first in line before the listing agent puts it back on the market. Once it goes back on the market, all eyes on it, you're going to be in a bidding war. So again, use the spreadsheet you're building with the course to help you follow up on good or great deals. Don't forget also we have those uh, five, you know, one of 500 cards. If you're following this channel, let me know when you close a deal and I will mail one out. I think I only mailed out, I think we mailed out seven or eight cards on this trip. I was hoping for more, but hey, seven or eight is more than zero. So that is good news. So at the end of the day, I will be doing this uh, live session tomorrow from home. I hope you all have a wonderful day. Uh, again, if you want to change your financial future and it's via real estate, you need to buy the course. As we shared earlier, you do have a couple more weeks to use the June 50 discount code. Uh, it will go up July 1st or what will be August 1st uh, as um, we've already got all the flipping content. We'll have Mortgage 101 and all these other things there for you. So at the end of the day, enjoy a couple more weeks to use the code if you want to. Uh, have a wonderful day. And again, look at that view.
Take care. Bye.